Hi! Welcome to episode six of Broadcast. Today we have artist, illustrator, you know, and illustrator, kids' toys and furniture creator, Sandy Chase. You can Hello, and I'm so happy to be on your podcast. Thank you. We're happy to have you here. So, I've been a big fan. I've listened. I've listened to all of your podcasts. I've learned so much about health and entertaining and scary showers, and it's it's very interesting. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah. Carbon monoxide and all. Okay. So today we're going to be interviewing you about all your art and your book writing yeah, and so everything you do everything questions. everything you do sounds good okay should we start with some questions sure okay ready so yes uh, how did you find your love and passion for art and everything you do well, um, I started when I was um, a young girl, probably about your age, Noah. I started drawing, and it was just fun to draw cartoon characters. My favorite happened to be Fred Flintstone. And um, I would practice drawing different cartoon characters, and um, I just never stopped. Well... That is a very clear and great answer to <laughs> the question I just asked you. Um, um, okay, so it's very cool that you started at such a young age. And, well, yeah, I have to give my mother a lot of credit. Would you like to hear that story? Sure. Okay. Okay, well, when I was a kid, they used to have, we call them garage sales now, but they were called rummage sales. And so she found this art book that some young kid gave away. And for about maybe a dollar, she bought this. Uh, it was all about cartoons and it had a light box. You know what a light box is? Uh, no. Okay, well, think about if you took tracing paper up against a window and the light comes through and you traced the drawing. So this light box, it was a plug-in. So I started uh, copying the cartoons and learning how the eyes went and the nose went and how tall the body was. And so I started practicing cartooning um, by using that light box that my mom bought for a dollar at a rummage sale. Wow, that's that's cool. It was just a like a piece of uh, machine that started all this. Yeah, that's right. It was somebody else's throwaway. Yeah, I got a lot of those idiom books and oh, yeah. and the picture um, of the um, the person under the ocean. Um, yes. Yeah, the idiom book, actually, I wrote because I uh, volunteer as an adult uh, literacy tutor. And some of our topics that we talk about are idioms. And do you know what an idiom is? 
Yeah, it's kind of like um, something. It's a weird word, like an expression to describe something. That's right. So, for example, if I said, I have cold feet, I don't necessarily have cold feet. I might say, I have cold feet about going on the podcast. It might mean I'm nervous about going on the podcast. And it's something we use in our casual language. So I wrote some of the idioms that we use, common uses, uses of idioms, and made some illustrations to better show what they, they mean. Yeah, and actually, I have a lot of passions, and one of them is art. Yes, I know. I, I heard that you're quite the artist. Um, in kindergarten, I actually made a portrait of myself. It's kind of silly. Um, it's like an outline of my shirt, all different colors. One, so the background, it's kind of like pink and purple. I feel like um, when I look at that portrait, it my head looks like it pops out of the page. And in school, I'm learning pop art, um, which is like um, shapes that look like it's all popping out of the page. Oh, I bet that's a lot of fun. Yeah, it is for me. I have a whole art studio in my house. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, now, I have a question for you. Since we're in the middle of COVID and you're back at school, do you uh, have art classes? Um. So, um, what? So, what I'm doing for school is I'm in a AM cohort. So it's like an AM group for um, going to actual school for only like two hours, and then uh, I do online school for the rest of the day and all of the. Uh, like everything like um tech music art um gym they're all online live classes oh well that's a kind of a new and different way of doing it but i bet it's it's probably a lot of fun it is so should we move on to our next question oh absolutely okay so how did you get so creative and what inspires you to come up with a new idea or piece that you create? Well, um, I have to tell you that uh, this kind of started when I became a grandmother and my oldest grandson is only five. So I had waited a long time to become a grandmother. So I was so excited that I started drawing uh, things with him in mind, and now he has a brother and a sister. So I dedicate a lot of my books to Sam and Ben, and now Sam, Ben, and Claire, but I also try to include nieces and nephews. So um, hopefully it has a little meaning. And um, I get, I guess I get my inspiration from not only my grandkids, but I give all of my books away as gifts, and I'm hoping that they'll sit on the shelves and read by uh, parents to their children. And I have a lot of friends that I give presents to for their grandchildren. So I'm really hoping that uh, 
lots of young people will enjoy these books. I try to do books that have topics that are, you know, relevant for younger kids, alphabet, counting from one to 10. I did an opposite book and my sister-in-law happens to speak Spanish. So she did it, uh, I gave her my English uh, opposite book and she did it in Spanish. And, um, and I wrote one book, I hope you have it, it's called This Is Your Story and it has an, like Humpty Dumpty on the wall. And this book has pictures and then I give one sentence and then the reader will write the rest of the story. So for example, I have a picture of two dinosaurs picking an apple off of a tree and it says, Riley and Dylan are dinosaurs who are very hungry. They are, there's only two of them, but only one apple. So they decide two. And then the, and then the writer, which will be one of my readers, uh, will finish the story. Oh, that's actually a cool kind of book because you can kind of make your own choices with the book. Yeah, so right. like the dinosaurs could split it. They could yeah, they it. could split it or they could uh, rock, paper, scissors or something. Um, let's see if I have another example here. Um, it's it's kind of like writing a book with a book already written. That's true. And then I have one page where it's more of a kind of answer the questions. And it's a picture of an elephant with a bowl of fruit and um, the little boy's holding up the bowl for the elephant. And his name happens to be Jacob. And he said, Jacob has a pet elephant. People always ask him, how do you take care of a pet elephant? Help Jacob, Jacob answer the following questions. So it says, what is his name? What, where does he sleep? Does he sleep in your room? Does he wear pajamas? What does he eat? Do you help him brush his teeth? Does he take a bath? How does he fit in your car? And so I'm, I'm hoping that um, the reader will feel engaged in the process and make it their story. I think yeah, the elephant are... can't fit in the car. <laughs> You never know. <laughs> then yeah. I decided to take the old-fashioned nursery rhymes and just uh, take a you know a few uh, rhymes that I knew that maybe I don't know if my grandchildren would know, but I did um, the old woman who lived in the shoe and Hey Diddle Diddle the Cat and the Fiddle, and I just wanted kids to remember the old rhymes that say your grandmother grew up with. Yeah, I like yeah. the mouse went up the clock one. Oh, you saw, yes, that's I love that one too. Um, and I also took those characters and painted them on children's furniture and um, gave them as auction items to different charities. Yeah, so like um, your granddaughter, so she does Spanish? Uh, no, that would be my sister-in-law. She's um, actually, her her Spanish is very good. So I thought, you know, it would be helpful for some kids who are either learning Spanish or have Spanish as uh, their first language to feel that they would know words about animals or the opposite, for example, happy, sad, mad, yeah. glad, and... Um, so she helped me with the Spanish. 
Yeah, um, I take Spanish class in my school. Oh, that's great. I think it's important to learn a different language. Yeah. Yeah, so those are all kind of cool books that you've written that can keep the reader like into into the story. Yeah, yep. And um how did you get like so good and like so good at all the illustrating you do and the art and creating the dollhouses and like Well, um I love it. That's number 1. I find it relaxing and especially when you have a lot of time during COVID lockdown, you, I was doing a lot of artwork because it kept me busy. But um, of course, I, I was a teacher. I was an art teacher. Um, and of course, I went to college to learn that. But um, I decided that I really wanted to get my skills sort of... Um, they got a little rusty because I, I had four children and very busy with their lives and so forth. And I decided at age, I'm going to have to tell you my age, but what I was um, in my mid fifties and I'm older than that now, um, I decided to go to the local university here and take some art classes. And one thing led to another and I kept taking a class after a class and I got an illustration degree before I knew it. Um, it was fun for me because I was in class with people much younger than my own children because they are adults now. And um, I thought, wow, how, how am I going to make friends with kids that are younger than my kids? So I used to go to Dunkin' Donuts every, before every class, bring in donuts. And before you know it, I had a lot of young friends. Anyway, the <laughs> point of the story is you're never too old to go back to school. And I got an, a degree when I was in my 60s. And um, it just was something I wanted to do and pursued it. And I was lucky enough to have a place near my home that had those classes. And that's kind of been my life since. Wow, that's cool that you, you went back to school even like after not going to school in many years? You know, I had, to, in order to get that degree, I had to um, take some academic classes where I had to write papers. And I hadn't written a paper in, well, you know, 30 years. So yeah. um, it was, it was interesting. I had to learn how to use PowerPoint. I had to give presentations and, um, I actually found that it was so much fun to be with young people and, and to see how they learned and to be part of that. And um, I learned from them, too. So I highly recommend it. Never, never shut the door on learning. L life is just learning as much as you can for as long as you can. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. Okay, so should we move on to our next question? Sure. Okay, so how do you get all the books that you illustrate and you write published? Oh, you know, that's a great question. And, um, okay, so I have a young cousin 
who is a graphic designer, and she is so much better at technology than I am. And what I do is I, I do all the illustrations and I write the book and then I give it to her and she puts it in a digital, digital form. So it's, I call them vanity books because I don't, I don't to a um, publisher, but I self-publish. And so I pay for that. And so I never really sell my books. I just love to give them away. Do you have any books that you are planning on writing and illustrating, or are you in the middle of um, any right now? Actually, um, I, I'm kind of running out of topics. <laughs> so I was thinking of maybe writing a book about COVID, but a lot of books have been published about that. Um, Here's Sandy Chase. You never run out of topics. Oh, that's funny. Um, I don't know. I, I have to think about that. I was thinking about maybe doing a third idiom book or maybe just a book about sayings, you know, the kind of sayings that we use all the time that we don't really think about, but it's just in our casual conversations. Maybe you can, like, make a book about um, a lot of animals. I could. Like teaching new animals. So my dog Pee Wee has been here uh, by my side the whole time. And any dog that I draw in my book is actual, actually my dog Pee Wee. And Pee Wee has, Pee Wee has a uh, white fur, but he has on um, his right eye is black fur. So all of my dogs in my books look like Pee Wee. Um, how'd you come up with the name Pee-wee? Well, you know, Pee-wee actually didn't start with me. Um, Pee-wee belonged to my daughter, Allison, and she lived in an apartment in New York, and it got to be a little bit too confining for her dog, so she, she gave us her dog, and the dog was a year old, and she named the dog Pee-wee, and the right dog now. is really named after Pee-wee Herman, because... When my daughter was little, she liked the show Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse. So it's sometimes embarrassing for me to walk into the vet and say, I'm here with Pee Wee. Oh, my brother's laughing so hard right now. I mean, I probably would have named him Max or something like that. Oh, Max, that's our neighbor's dog. Yeah, that sounds a little more manly, but it's okay. Pee-wee. Yeah, Max is our neighbor's dog. What? Well, it's a nice name. No, wait, is no Max? Remember, our neighbor's dog. I don't know. Wait, I forget. <laughs> okay, so ready? Next one. Yeah, we have some more questions. Who are some of your favorite? Um. Artists and authors. Oh, um, well, let's see. There's so many. Um, I like Margaret Brown Weiss. You know that uh, story because every child probably reads Goodnight Moon. Yeah, I read um, it. I read it. Yep. And that's been, boy, that was written so long ago, and many generations read that. And um, I forget all. 
how about Maurice Sendek, uh, where the wild things are? Oh, uh, I, love, I love where the wild things are. I used to read My mom used to read it to me so much when I was um, little, kind of like either River's age or maybe a couple years old or like two, three, maybe. You know, they made a movie uh, of that book or about that book. They did. Oh, I need to watch. Yeah, I bet you could. You could watch it. It's um, came out a few years ago. I need to watch that. Maybe when I was like five, it came out. You know, Maurice Sendek was he. He wrote and illustrated his books, and one of the reasons he became such a good artist is because when he was a, a child growing up in New York, he was kind of sickly, and he would look out his window and see all the kids playing and he would start to draw figures. So because he was bedridden for a while, he got better. Um, he started drawing and that's kind of what led him to stories and, and illustration. Wow. That's cool. I really cannot stop thinking of the name Peewee. <laughs> <laughs> like Pee yeah. Peewee. Peewee is a, uh, a Havanese. He's about 11, 12 pounds. Oh. And he's, uh, he's white and, and black uh, with that black spot on his right side. And he's pounds, maybe like river. Like yeah, that's right. He's about as big as river. And he's um, eight years old, which means in dog, dog world, he's probably in his 60s. Oh, my. Yeah, so you know we're kind of the same age. <laughs> what if um, a dog lives up to sixty in the human age? How old will it be in dog age? I don't think a dog could ever, sadly, go that long. They age faster than we do. Um. Well, what if a dog could live up to that? Oh, I don't know. I don't have the answer for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, um, my neighbor's dog, well, he died. He lived up to age 11. Oh, How old okay. is 11? Well, let's say the dog probably lived to be maybe the equivalent of uh, somebody in their 80s, maybe. Wow. I thought it was I like know. 100 something. Well, okay. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So, at what stage and age in your life did you find your love and passion for all of the things you do? Oh, probably around, actually, I have to say like first grade. I remember uh, they used to give us, when we were in kindergarten and first grade, everybody got a box of Crayola crayons, and there were only eight colors, and the crayons were probably about, I don't know, four inches long, and the bottom was flat and the top was round, and they had the smell, like a candle smell to them, and you had to take really good care of your crayons because that's the only crayons you were going to get all year. 
And so you used them and used them. And if they broke in half, you'd, um, I'm sure they don't give you crayons in school anymore. Um, they, they give one box. Oh, they do? But you can ask for more. But I have, I, I think I have a little too many crayons at home. Too many crayons, too many markers, too many colored pencils in my art studio. You know what? You can never have too many markers or crayons because if you use them, they, you need more. Yeah, and my brother has a music studio. He oh, loves, that sounds great. He loves music. <laughs> maybe you could, uh, maybe you could draw a picture, and he could be inspired to write a musical piece for it. Yeah. And you just let us do our next question. Inspir speaking of the inspiration, who is your inspiration? Um. Well, let me think. Uh, I like the Impressionist painters. And even though I'm not using that in my artwork, I try to use a lot of landscape um, in my background that, you know, has a lot of trees and a lot of nature. Um, yeah, nature is actually a very good inspiration. I'm looking out the window right now and I'm seeing all the leaves turn color and in a yes. few weeks they'll be off the, the branches so anything can be an inspiration nature when you go on your walks yeah when you fall. hear That's a, always been an inspiration for me fall right fall is great i mean we're so lucky to live where we do because we have four seasons that you absolutely know it's summer or spring or summer or, or winter or fall i'm yeah, not a big fan of winter but I would thought about like moving our whole house into the North Pole. <laughs> I've always wondered what it was like to be that cold. I've always loved the cold. See, now you could write a book about that. You could draw some pictures about what it would be like to live at the North Pole, and then you could self-publish. And I and I want to live in Hawaii with the heat. <laughs> yeah, and actually, um, in school and writing. Um, I chose a season to write about, and um, I wrote about winter when Ross, you know this, when mom, when my mom's car um slid down the driveway and did a three hundred and sixty. Oh, oh, that was gosh. that was scary. We heard all about that. Yeah, my mom was at a party. My dad was in Switzerland, and I, um. Me and Ross were um, with my aunt and uncle. Yeah. That yeah, that's scary. that was pretty scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather have snow than ice. I'd rather have all heat. I'd yeah, I agree. I agree with you. So much ice. Did you ever notice how winter seems to last so long? Yeah, but summer lasts like three months oh, yeah love winter you well some people love winter personally i i love spring i like summer but winter is kind of like um summer because you make fires hot cocoa and me my mom um my dad and brother um well 
my my brother Ross. Um, we traditionally make a snack where it's like, um, first we have a pretzel, and we put a Hershey Kiss on top. Then we um put it in like the oven and um and then we um take them out when the Hershey kisses are fully melted and stick an M&M on top then we um put them in the freezer let them dry take them out um let them cool off like not get too cold and then you eat them and they are so delicious. It sounds delicious. I guess I should say that uh, I just wanted to say something about art and I have a lot of people say, oh, you're so lucky you can draw. And I said, you can draw too. And they don't believe me. They think you have to have this special talent that comes out of the air and everybody can be an artist. And I'm, I highly, I highly recommend it because not everybody has to draw the, or paint the same thing. You, you can find something that you like to create, whether it's a collage or a pen and ink drawing or pop art. And, and it's really a very meditative, wonderful way to just calm yourself and create. Being creative is great. Yeah, I mean, you can do it through music. Uh, you can do it through dance or theater. Yeah, and, uh, you don't, and you don't have to be amazing at it. I'm back. Oh, I'm glad you're back, Noah. Um, I hope I can keep my connection going here. No, I think it's great to be uh, whether you're you love theater or singing or performing or drawing. It's it's a wonderful way to express yourself and and it feels good. Yeah. So, um, what is it like creating everything you do? And is it fun? Oh, it's a lot of fun. You know, it's so funny you should ask because I listen to books on tape while I'm drawing or painting. Today, I just finished a, a desk that's uh, for a child. And it's a, uh, the theme was outer space. And um, I was listening to a book on tape while I was doing this. So I think of getting two things done at the same time, multitasking, actually. So yeah. I have to tell you, my, uh, my knowledge of history, I love to um, learn about history, American history, Tudor history. Yeah. Well, that's cool how you can get everything done at once, and it's still a lot of fun. Well, you get a lot done. Yeah. I mean... You have a lot going on, your podcast, school, everything else. and Surprisingly, it has been 25 minutes. Well, you know, I so enjoyed talking to you boys. And I'm so impressed with your cooking and your art and your podcast and your music. It's terrific. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, you keep up the good work, and um, you're teaching a lot of people of all ages with your podcast, and I'm so happy I got to be one of your many guests, and um, I look forward to hearing other people's stories. 
Yeah, you yeah. keep up the good work too with your amazing books. Oh, well, thank you very much. And Pee Wee says hello and goodbye, and uh, he'll have to meet you sometime. Oh, yeah. Pee Wee. I love that name. <laughs> so, in, so my final words to you would be keep up the good work and... Um, you brought me into the 21st century. I've never done a podcast before, and I, I was kind of nervous about how, how to get on, and we had a, fluke, a few uh, glitches, and we managed, so yay. Yeah. yeah. I gotcha, but I have done a podcast before, and I wasn't really nervous. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, and the last thing is we have to teach you boys how to play pickleball. You know, it's a fun game and yeah, it's really. not so hard and we don't want you, your grandmother and I don't want you to, to get better than us. So we're going to have to practice. Isn't <laughs> pickleball kind of like tennis? Yeah, it's a combination of sort of, I say, ba badminton, ping pong, tennis. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's played yeah. on a smaller court, so that means you don't have to run as much as you do on a tennis court. Yeah, that's played, why people my age love it. Um, I play badminton. I have two sets, um, just four rackets and two birdies, and I play ping pong on the Wii, which is a some. It's like an app on the TV where you can play a bunch of games. Um with remotes and my mom actually um used to take tennis lessons and uh, my uh, um my best friend Taisia she um she plays tennis wow i know something about your mom that you might not know did you know that your mother was a wonderful flute player Oh yeah, she still has it in her closet. She, um, like a year ago, taught me some. I just never so learned how to make it actually, well, play. I never knew how to make the sound. Well, I remember when she was in elementary school and she played the flute and she was really wonderful. Yeah, she's, she was also a ballerina. That I know. She has and, a lot of talent. Yeah, and a tap dancer. Oh, wow. And That's where you guys get your talent. I've always loved tap dancing. I can do kind of like ballerinas. And, and yeah, I've always wanted to play the flute. Do you know how to shuffle off to Buffalo? I've never even learned how to make it sound. Okay, so you know that's a tap, that's a tap number. So you'll have to learn how to shuffle off to Buffalo. Shuffle off to Buffalo. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm going to say goodbye and thank you for having me on your podcast. And um, good luck to you. Thank you for joining us. Um, oh, I so enjoyed it. So I'm going to say goodbye and can't wait to hear other podcasts of yours. Okay. Bye, Bye now. Bye. Okay, thank you so much for listening to today's podcast, episode six. six. Um, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, Instagram at broadcast.rn, Twitter at broadcast underscore rn. Woo! 
and um, yeah, come back next week, next Friday, for episode seven. Seven. It's episode seven. It's episode seven. We've got so far. We've got so far. <laughs> episode seven. And yeah, we'll be back next week. And we hope you enjoyed this. Well, Sandy Chase episode. <laughs> okay. Bye. No. We do it together. One, two, three. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.